When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You join me for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. Uh, I'm talking now to Russ Mould, Investment Director of AJ Bell. We're going to discuss the world of investment from a UK perspective, but I think we need to look, well, first of all, not just at the latest um, cost of living indicators we've had in the UK, but um, today's decision, as we record, by the ECB to increase interest rates by rather more than they said, to the grand level of zero percent. It depends which <laughs> it depends which benchmark you look at, but um, yes, they, they, yeah. they raised the um, the deposit rate, which is the amount that a bank will get from the ECB's interest rate, yeah. uh, if it puts money with them, to, from 0.5 to, to zero. I think that's the first rate rise from the ECB in something like 11 years. And yes, it and was double the indication they gave double us. Double the indication ago. they gave back in June, and they seem to be suggesting that rate rises will be faster than expected going forward. But the, the, the destination point will be the same, either whatever they define to be the neutral level. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they are still forecasting inflation of six point eight percent on average for this year, three point five for next, and, and just over two for twenty twenty four. So that's back to target in twenty twenty four. But the range, of course, is the issue. You've got Malta down at six, and they're still in Europe at twenty two. So you're trying to set one interest rate for, mm. for for 19 different inflation rates, and you know again this whole question of 19 economies moving at potentially different speeds, and we, with with Prime Minister Draghi resigning in Italy today, you you, you do have once more the question of you know, how do they manage to help the southern European nations in the face of rising borrowing costs, and um, when you know Italian. Debt to GDP is 150%. Greece, it's up near 200. Portugal and Spain, it's around 125. They are going to be disproportionately affected as their bond yields move higher and interest rates move higher. So we've got this new mechanism called the TPI, which adds to all sorts of European acronyms yes. that we've had of LTRO, TLTRO, QE, and goodness, APE, PEPP, and all sorts of different things. Um, so there's a new plan to try and shield the southern European nations from that. But we, we are back to the question of to what degree can one interest rate satisfy the economic requirements and needs of, of of so many different countries and skeptics of the eurozone will keep will keep picking at that thread the euro was moved up a little bit today against the dollar having reached parity briefly last week but the ecb move is the 194th interest rate increase from central banks this year just had seven cuts mm-hmm. going to cbrates.com one of which was today from uzbekistan for those trivia fans out there they're they're, right. they're, they're, they're cutting but 194 increases and you know the bank of canada set the tone last week with a one percentage point increase to two and a half so central banks are clearly becoming more nervous the question yeah, so is, as indeed are monetarists because monetarists yeah. were pointing out that when they wanted the banks to actually increase rates uh, which was really tag end of last year very early on this year, money supply was actually mushrooming, a lot to do with um, money pumped into the economy because yeah. of coronavirus. Um, and now they're warning that the money supply is actually decreasing rapidly, indicating a possible recession at exactly the time that the bank, the central banks are waking up belatedly to inflation. And, so, and I think uh, 
I, I was going to say, so are you worried that the banks are reacting too late and doing exactly the wrong thing, which we had before? Which they're in, they've got themselves in a very difficult position. I think it's maybe, you know, that, and it may not be a coincidence is that liquidity is drained away and money supply growth ebbs, that asset prices have ebbed, particularly at the more speculative end of the range. And actually, if you know, if you look, a lot of asset prices, certainly again at the speculative end of the range, mm. peaked in early 2021 when the Robin Hood Reddit crowd stock mm. ramp was at its height. And it, and it may not be entirely coincidence. And I'm actually looking at the, my reflection on the screen here. And I can see Kindleberger's manies and panics just behind me. <laughs> yes. And I'm afraid to say that's just absolutely classic Kindleberger territory of, you know, that the, the, the mass pylon to the most speculative stocks had unfortunately a, a very, very unfortunate time from a valuation yes. perspective. And Elon Musk, of course, you know, getting Tesla out of Bitcoin largely. No. Well, I mean, I'm amazed he's not in more legal bother over, Do is it Dogecoin as well? That doggy thing that he, he mm. was advocating to people that's gone down goodness knows how many percent. I mean, there is a lot of, there's a lot of money, mm. unfortunately, being misallocated, mm. lost, destroyed. Uh, and yes, now central banks, having belatedly woken up to uh, inflation, are now acting. And there's very little you can argue that they can do about oil prices and gas prices. They certainly governments can perhaps deregulate and permit more drilling. Although again, yes. there is obviously then an, an environmental choice to be made. So there are no simple solutions. There are different. So the oil choices. price itself, I, I don't read the prints back down to the level it was when the war in Ukraine started. So again, that will help mathematically help inflation, just because next year there'll yeah. be no change in oil. Yes. So mathematically, that will help. Yes. But at the moment, central banks they can't do anything about supply, so they're going down the demand destruction route. Yeah. Um, which, again, could be, I mean, I remember when Jean-Claude Trichet raised interest rates in, what was it, summer 2008, just going into the great financial crisis, he got absolute dog's abuse for it. And there is a chance that the ECB is waking up late mm -hmm. again this time. And we get the impression the Bank of England's about to do the same. It's tightening August, into, a, eyes tightening down, into yeah. a recession. Is not which exactly Mr. You know, Mr. Bailey, was, I think, even voted against a rate rise back in November and has only ever voted for a half, for a quarter point this year, I think. Forgive me if I'm wrong, um, but he, even he now seems to be talking about a half-point increase here. And going into recession, they may well be aggressively tightening. Let's change subject. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose discussing the financial outlook of personal investors with Russ Mould of AJ Bell. Um, I don't know if we want to mention the latest cost of living. We've had um, CPI, RPI figures um, this week. So CPI is not quite in double figures, but uh, creeping up. And as you've pointed out in several occasions, producer price figures are just horrendous. Yeah, I mean, producer price was 24% input, 16.5% output. That might suggest that you know, there's a bit a, there's a bit of a margin squeeze going on at corporations potentially mm -hmm. because input costs are rising more quickly. And and I just having been a, been lucky enough to be aware for a few days, I've I've just gone through the RNSs and just looked here and I've got I have a little column earnings misses and earnings beats. And from the UK I've got seven or eight beats, which isn't bad. Mm -hmm. Wise Claxon, Foreign Print, uh, Dark Trace Hayes, 
Knights Group, uh, Gleason and, and Brickability. And the list of misses is at least double that. So again, I think in terms of corporate earnings momentum that we, we can see, now equally share prices, I think have probably been smarter than the analysts as ever and have, and have moved more so. But I think that does point that there could still be further earnings disappointment to come, even if some of that is, is definitely priced in. Yeah. But it also suggests that inflation, whilst it may ebb, just mathematically, again, because you're dealing with an index. So yes. for the index to go up 9.4% next year, you need similar increases in everything yes. that we've seen, which you'd like to think is unlikely. Well, of um, course, as, as we need to point out to, to people, I'm sure nobody listening to Share Radio would have any problem, but it, it does seem to me in the general world that people don't seem to understand that if inflation isn't going up, you're still at the higher price level this is the point it's an index and, yeah. and and for the bank to the bank of england's early squawkings on this thing where it'll go away is is entirely disingenuous unless the index starts going down and we get deflation and that's the last which thing of course they'll do yes they'll yes. do they'll move head and earth to avoid yes. that because of the debt that's in the system so there's yeah. that purchasing power of the pound in your pocket is really mathematically gone end of but i'm afraid you do so. want to talk about one company particular company don't you i think it's just because we're at a very interesting time in the credit cycle because we are seeing interest rates going up and all the and and through the misfortune that befell a lot of companies as well as clearly more personally individuals because of COVID, you are now seeing firms having to look at some pretty stretched balance sheets at a time when now we may be lurching toward a, a recession and certainly a squeeze on consumer discretionary spending. So Carnival today, uh, as we speak, the shares are down 8 9 10%. Cruise ship operator has just um, launched a $1 billion um, rights issue. Um, 102 million shares at $9.95 each. So that's um, compared to a price beforehand of $11.09. So quite heavily discounted. Second major capital raising since COVID. They've also done some big debt placements, placements, con convertible bond offerings. And I think just what's interesting is that investors may be tempted to think, wow, you know, the shares are down by 78% at the close yesterday. So knock a little bit off that now. Uh, since COVID, but if you look at the valuation, obviously, A, earnings have collapsed and the company still expected to be in loss. But the enterprise value for the company, which is if you were a corporate raider to take over the whole thing, has moved by, is only down by 9%. Now, why is that, you ask yourself? Well, if you allow me to just do my math. So the market cap has gone down, you know, 78%, whatever it is, from 35 to $12.5 billion. But the company has added... Uh, ooh, $25 billion of debt to its balance sheet over the period and has also raised about uh, $1.4 billion in sale and lease back schemes. But it sold assets and leased them back. So it's got the leases on its balance sheet now as liabilities and it's borrowed an extra $20 billion. So the enterprise value is market cap plus debt plus leases plus pension liability minus cash, minus securities, minus uh, pension surplus. So although the share price is down 78%, they've had a rights issue. So the number of shares has gone up and that's about mm. to go up again. Uh, and also they've, sat, they've taken on all this debt. So the enterprise value, because of the extra borrowings, is only down 9%. And the company is therefore now, as an investment, immeasurably more, uh, hugely more risky than it was beforehand because the balance sheet is now very, very stretched. Uh, you've got 35, what, 30 odd billion dollars worth of net debt Mm -hmm. and equity of eight and a half billion dollars so the your net gearing for ratio is 350 percent just before the pandemic you know peak operating profit was what 3.3 billion dollars the current interest bills are in about 1.6 so you've got a business that it's again looking at interest cover of two even if things are going incredibly well and at the moment i wouldn't like to bet that we're going to get i know it's we're all 
itching to go in and holiday. And I'm sure that this year a lot of people will. But after this summer, the energy bills hit and all the, all the national insurance hit. You do wonder whether people might just slightly batten down the hatches a little bit and, and you know, luxury cruises might be one of the areas that, that comes under a, deg a degree of duress for all of her and uh, a lot of people's willingness and, and, and desire to, to get away from home, particularly for being nearly cooked alive last week. But I, I, it's, it's, it's just interesting that you know, the share price went from six quid to eight quid pretty quickly in the last month and bang, they've come out with an issue and I would, wouldn't be surprised if any consumer discretionary exposed business that's got a squeaky balance sheet, th there might be a few more of those coming along. And again, that's the sort of thing that it doesn't mean the end of, of, a, of a market run, but we all know that bull markets end when the money runs out. At the moment, central banks withdrawing it and now companies might start soaking it up. So in those companies, you might think you may be better off having a look at the credit, the debt, because if the company's got more cash on its balance sheet, there's more chance of your coupons being paid. But I would certainly be a little bit wary perhaps of some share prices in, in, in those sort of industries. Russ, thank you very much indeed. I've been in conversation with Russ Moll, Investment Director of AJ Bell. Um, we'll be looking at the financial outlook for personal investors at the same time next week. Russ, thank you. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.